Hey everybody and welcome to a very special part 2 Big Brother 17 show with Vanessa. Of course, you guys can see all of our Big Brother content and part 1 of our interview with Vanessa over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bb17. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click all these buttons, uh, thumbs up and subscribe, that helps support our shows. If you're listening on iTunes, 5 star rating and a nice review is awesome too. Lastly, if you want to help support our shows, keep us bringing you them, consider becoming a patron. $1 a month uh, gets you guys special Facebook group and shows just for patrons, but more importantly, helps us keep uh, all this up and running. <laughs> YourRealityRecaps.com slash patron. And Vanessa's nice enough because it was such a success last time. She's going to autograph another deck of cards for the number one fan on this show. But Vanessa is not alone. She has brought a special guest with her. So without further ado... It's Vanessa! <laughs> Vanessa, who's with you? This is Maverick. Oh. Um, she's my lab, and she thinks she's a lap dog. So she climbed up on my lap, and uh, I don't know, she's just been sleeping for the last 15 minutes. It's funny. So she's big, though. But yeah. She is so adorable. Chat room was, everybody says Maverick, Maverick. They saw your videos training Maverick. They did? Yeah, because I love to teach her tricks. They, it's just so adorable. And uh, we maybe um, I was going to say, no, don't show the other. Do you want to show the other dog? Her? They want to see. They want to see, see her. Bear. Abby, get it down. Hold on. Uh, I feel bad. We should have did it at the end. Okay, wait. Bear, come here, bear. Come here, baby. Bear. Come, come see come bear. Big. You ready? You're going to see her. She's big. Ready? Up, up, baby. Up, up. Come on. Up. There you go, mama. Up, up, sure. up, up. Hi, Mama. Oh, my goodness. That is a bear, all right. Are you a big bear? Yeah, you're so big, huh? She's oh. huge. This one weighs 120 pounds. The other one only 70. Yeah, this is my Mastiff bear because she's really big and scary. But oh, my God. So adorable. Yeah. Just she's just so a baby, but she's so big. That's a baby? It's going to keep growing? Yeah. she's um, they, Mastiffs don't fully grow till two years old. So, yeah, she's still growing. And Joe. she's... Go she literally ahead. would try to climb up on my lap if I let her. Ready? Watch. Up. Oh, come on. Come on. Going to say, everybody, don't break into Vanessa's house. <laughs> Too big, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, she's security. Aren't you security, Mom? Oh, that is so adorable. You guys, you know what you need to do? You need to tweet out and spread the word. Show everybody um, right now with your square uh, up arrow and your megaphone. So, look, it's Bear. Show, show Twitter. <laughs> Isn't she big? <laughs> she's huge. She is huge. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna also pick a winner from everybody that uh, megaphones and square up arrows, and we'll send you guys some swag or a duck or something. So tweet it out, everybody. Tell everyone we're live with Vanessa. I know, baby. I know. Okay. Yeah, they they can say. Sorry. They love it. They love it. All right, Vanessa. Let's get in. Let's just, we're going to jump right into where we left off. Because we had so many questions for you. So many. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to start right here with sword owner Shady, who says, Vanessa, (laughs) what was something that you learned from playing Big Brother that you will be able to use in poker and in life? Hmm. All right. Well, I'll start with the life one uh, because that one jumps to mind most quickly. Um, I would say in life, uh, learning to lean in. Um, Mm -hmm. I discovered that in Big Brother, when you're stripped of everything and you don't have your support system and you don't have anyone else to lean on and you're being stressed in every possible way, 
you have no choice but to lean on yourself. And that was really hard for me at first. Like I felt so incredibly isolated and alone and sad at times and without support that I actually realized I was like, wow, Vanessa, you better get it together and develop some thicker skin and learn to rely on yourself. And then by the end of the season, I realized that I have everything I need inside of myself to support myself when I'm going through the emotional thick of it. And, uh, and I think that's something that's going to help me in life in dealing with stressful times, knowing that it's amazing that I have a wonderful support system, especially in Mel, but it's also healthy, I think, to be able to rely on yourself to get through the tough times. And then as far as like the poker table, hmm, uh, from big brother to help me in the poker table. Uh, you know, I would say actually, I discovered based on how I performed in competitions that when I really wanted it and felt like I needed it, I brought a whole new level of competition to the table, something that I didn't even know I was capable of, especially when it came came to physical competition. But that, that mostly stemmed from like a rush of adrenaline and a fierce competitive instinct that I think sometimes in poker, because I've been playing so long, I don't bring to the table necessarily every time that it taught me that if I could kind of like hype myself up before I go play poker and, and like fool myself into thinking kind of like, my life is on the line type of mentality. Right. I really think it actually affects my performance. And, uh, and so that's something I, I hope to give, give a try at the poker table. I'll be playing poker in the next few weeks and I'll let you guys know. Okay. Well then here is the next question from Carlos Magnus, who says, are you done playing poker tournaments? I guess not. No, look, the thing about poker is it's it, the poker. You can play it until you're I don't know, forever, right. 90s, you can play poker. And I would say poker is always going to be a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been a large part of my life for the ten, last 10 years, but it hasn't been the only thing I've done. I've taken years, over, the, especially the last few years, while I finished my programs at Berkeley and started pursuing DJing, you know, to pursue other things. But, but I'm still playing tournaments here and there. And um, sometimes I get hungry for it and I want to play more poker. At other times I've kind of had enough and I'm in the mood to do something else. So I'm fortunate, um, you know, if, well, if I ever need to like pay the bills or whatever, I can always go downtown Vegas and, you know, hit any one of the poker rooms and, and, and I'm sure make a good living uh, over the long run. However, for now, I'm fortunately in a situation where I can, I have the luxury of pursuing other things like music, um, at least for a little bit and try to make that work. Well, all I know is I'm going to be in Vegas in December. I am having trouble paying the bills. And I think I need you to come to downtown <laughs> Vegas with me. I'm making a note. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. That's what you play poker. No, I don't no. even know how. Uh, okay. It scares uh, me. I, don't, I like slots. I like slots. If you like Big Brother, actually, I, th- I think if you like Big Brother, you would really like poker. There, You know, poker is like kind of like a very small version of a big brother. There's a lot of, but it's a very dynamic game like big brother. You deal with complex personalities and, um, tells come into it and people try to bluff. Whereas in big brother, they try to lie. And, um, there's logic. It's, it's actually the same type of thinking of what goes on in big brother. Really? I might have to, I, you know what it is? I always felt stupid. Like, you know how they, you know, in Vegas when they have like the, where you learn for free at the thing, and I right. felt dumb. I was like, I don't know. I feel dumb going to learn there. I don't know why. No, Maybe but I will to start somewhere. No one's born knowing how to play. So, True. you know, plus, yeah, well, let me know if you want to play. I can always tell you some oh. uh, books to read and they're quick reads and it'll get you like, uh, help you jump up in the level real quick. Oh my God. I'm going to totally become a gambling holic now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not gambling holic, but right, well, true, true. All right, we, let's ask. Here's a uh, one more uh, on the poker um, kind of uh, topic, and I thought this was good. It's from New York Italian Twenty Seven. Uh, Vanessa, what were your thoughts on you and Devon being a poker player and a poker dealer, uh, being the ones to sit out that first HOH? Do you feel that like was- that was a big gamble? It was so funny for me to see that Devon was a, you know, I obviously didn't know she was a dealer at the time, but now looking back, even when I rewatched the show with Mel, we both commented on it. I was like, that is really weird that the poker player and the poker dealer took the gamble of being the ones to sit out. Obviously our tolerance of risk must have played into it. I mean, people who like poker have a certain level of risk tolerance. I talked about this a lot with Steve Mm -hmm. over the course of the season. He would be like, I have no risk tolerance. He was what you call risk averse. I'm more risk tolerant. And the risk tolerant people are the sorts of people that would be willing to take the gamble of sitting out maybe for the benefit of safety for a week. And uh, and it paid off. And uh, I don't think it's by accident that she and I were the two that, that chose to do that. It's very interesting. I, I think they wanted you guys to work together. I think when they put people like that in the house, they were hoping you would have ended up together. But better, or maybe I don't. I mean, here's the funny thing: she had said she knew who she, who I was before, but mm-hmm. she somehow didn't recognize me. I don't know, or or maybe. I don't know whether she said she didn't, but she didn't recognize me while she was in the house or thought I looked familiar, but didn't figure it out. But looking back, I can't imagine there was a poker dealer in the house with me. Like I would have been freaking out if she had said what her real job was. But, uh, and, and obviously, yeah. And, and the thing is, I think if day had stayed in the house longer, we would have worked together at least a little bit. We were working our way towards that. We got really close that week, that last week she was there when we were both have nots, Mm -hmm. started having deeper connections. And, um, I could see she was a really bright girl. Um, she and I loved playing games together. We would often play this memory game together and we were kind of like building a personal connection. The problem was so early on, she had established herself with that early group of eight. I wasn't in that group. I was in the outsiders. And Mm -hmm. so that put kind of an un- spoken division between us that right. made it hard for us to work together when during the first few weeks when she was there. Right. Um, DJ, uh, blah, 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 what DJ United, first of all, wants to say hi from England oh, and, and says kind of like what you were just saying about Devon, have any of the other house guests or was it just Devon? Uh, have any of them owned up to knowing who you were now that the game is over? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't ask. So they haven't said, um, I know, I don't think many of them actually watched poker. The only one that, the only ones that I think had ever really watched any poker at all were Johnny Mac, um, and, uh, Jeff. And I don't think any of the others really ever watched it on TV. So, um, wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. And, but I didn't ask. Interesting. All right. Now. Here We have to make a clarification from our last show. I've been bombarded about one thing that we said on the last show, Vanessa. Oh, goodness. And people just want me to clarify it. So, we talked about the whole Steve thing and the whole uh, him saying that he was uh, acting the way he was acting to let you think he was controlling you. And uh, we, uh, you and I made the point of them. Why didn't he do it in the DR? And everybody just wants to clarify to all the Steve fans. We got your back, Steve fans, too. Uh, he apparently said it all the time at night on the feeds. Like, he was talking to the feeds, and I guess I forgot that point. So... It's the funny part about that is that actually just makes me like, it doesn't really affect my 
opinion of anything strategically. It kind of mm-hmm. just makes me sad because I really, all of that stuff, like me playing with his hair and dressing him up and stuff like that was actually real friendship connection type stuff. Like that for me had nothing to do with the game. I was actually just bonding with him. And like, I have a lot of my guy friends that don't necessarily like shopping and right. they'll, oh, they'll let me like, I, I, I think guys clothes are always like easier to pick out and guys hair is easier to do than women's. Right. And so they'll let me like have my opinion with them. And, um, I was kind of just having a playful, friendly banter with him. I didn't look at it at all, like anything to do with the game or trying to control him. I genuinely was just being a friend to him. So it makes me sad if he thought like, if he wasn't enjoying that and he was just doing it because he thought it somehow made me think I could control him, it's, it makes me a little bit sad, but, um, I, and I don't know that I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is that was like the number one thing that everyone seemed to have a problem with. So I just wanted to put out the counterpoint to it of, uh, Steve apparently was saying it on the feeds that he was doing that for a reason, but I would like to say, you just mentioned doing Steve's hair. Yeah. I can't believe that we didn't bring this up on the last show, Vanessa. Um, I don't know if you are aware, but this is not hairspray. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was an accident that one time. <laughs> was it? Or was someone trying to sabotage you, Vanessa? It could have been. Was it, a, was it someone? Did someone do it on purpose? I honestly have no idea, but no, that's no, no, what no, I said. Was, was, no, 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 it couldn't have been. It was the. It was because on the day that we do hair, we also get the trimmer and people do their beards. It was the beard cleaning Lysol stuff that comes with the beard trimmer that was sitting next to it. And it was the same color as the hairspray. And I just grabbed it and I was like, that doesn't smell right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's really funny. It wasn't, look, on the bright side, you don't have the worst one. I think Aaron drinking the nail polish. I don't know if you remember that. She drank, yeah, when she drank yeah, the nail worse. polish. That <laughs> was way worse. But it, I think if I recall, didn't she like, she drank a lot of it though, right? Like No, it was just like a sip, but like, you know, she knew instantly. I think she was like going for her water bottle we all or do something. We do that in our everyday lives. It's just, you know, I'm big brother, we're just we have cameras there to capture it. So it, uh, uh, it is crazy. Crossed wires. Right, exactly. Um Camforeth. <clears throat> Cam Rafi, I'm actually going to say, says what everybody also has been asking. So many people want to know this. And it's what was your final two speech going to be? Oh, man, I don't think I even remember anymore. (laughs) This is like almost a month ago now. Uh, My final two speech going to be, uh, I mean, if I if I had ended up against Liz. Uh, Yeah. Which I guess the only way I'm in the final two, because if I win and take Liz. Right. Um, it was going to be, I mean, I could give you, golly, I, I actually had this. Let me see if I can remember. Okay. The bullet points on this, I was, I had kind of like a rough overview in my mind of hitting some strategic points and then some personal points. The strategic points were, uh, okay, if you want to look at, like it was going to be something about competitions wise, um, I had won four HOHs, which was the most in the house, which mm-hmm. actually would have been five if I'd won that final HOH. Um, I'd spent the most number of days in the house as HOH, more than 25% of the total days in the house uh, as HOH, influencing wow. and leading um, the direction that the house was going in. Um, the I'd won a total of eight competition, which would have been nine at that point if I won that final one. Uh, so if you wanted to look at competitions, there was that. If you wanted to look at nominations, um, I wasn't put on the block uh, until... Um, I was a replacement nominee of Becky, which I was one of the last people to put up on, be put up on the block. When I was and, and I was targeted, I was the only person to manage to flip the vote uh, and stay, even though I was the target. Um, 
And then as far as being any HOH's initial nominees, I wasn't any HOH's initial nominee until the final four when Steve did it kind of just out of a formality because he wanted to keep Liz off the block just to be nice to her because she lost Austin the week before. Um, so, so never kind of having been an HOH's front door target. Um, when I was the backdoor target one time, uh, I flipped the vote. I uh, had a lot of competition wins and I was a part of, even though, so like then I was going to end with some kind of appeal of, even though, you know, it doesn't make me popular, I'm sure in the jury that I, I played a role in, in almost every eviction. It does kind of speak to how much I was involved in the strategic aspect of what went down in the house. And, um, and so there was going to be something along those lines. And then I didn't know whether or not I would touch on kind of my overall strategy, but, um, I probably wouldn't, uh, but I would allude to the fact that, uh, you know, as a game player through and through, I came to this, I came to Big Brother to play a game and I always kept it. I, I tried my very, I'm not perfect, but I tried my best to keep things as far from personal as possible um, to make the best decision I could. I agonized over decisions and I tried to do it with class and being respectful of others when I had to put them up on the block or vote against them. And, uh, you know, in the end, uh, you know, I, Something like that. So it was going to be something along those lines. I don't really know. I'm sure in the moment it would have been a little more animated and passionate, but it was, those were the bullet points. I, well, first I want to say, uh, I don't know, you guys can go and watch it back. And I know you're, I'm sure you had a very busy day, Vanessa, but we just had uh, Shelly on earlier and she basically echoed all of those uh, statements about you as well. And also told everyone to back the F off Vanessa and stop everybody being so hateful with your mean tweets. Yeah, she's nice. And I think that was a good endorsement coming from Shelly because I think people don't realize it's just a game. By the way, I'm okay. Look, here's the thing. Not everyone needs to love me. Like, I don't mind people having their own opinion. I didn't go to Big Brother to necessarily... I'm not the most entertaining person I ever was trying to. Like, if people didn't like me, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I did go to Big Brother to play a game, and I am a game player. And if someone doesn't like something about my game, they want to address it with me, I'm always willing to address it and answer why I did what I did. I'm also a human, and I'm not perfect. And I definitely made mistakes, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But in the moment, with the information I had, I tried to make the best decisions I could, and I think I made fairly good decisions along the way. And if you know, if people feel negatively about it or whatever, they're all entitled to their opinion. I don't need everyone in the world to love me. It, it, I have plenty of people who have given me an outpouring of support, which was more than overwhelming and a wonderful consolation for not winning. Uh, but you know, I'm a big, I, a big believer in that people are entitled to their own opinion. And but I do thank Shelly for having my back. She's a really, really amazing, beautiful individual all the way around. She has the love, Shelly. All right, let's talk about one of those moments in the house that people are very opinionated about. And I want to let you talk about what you were thinking in that moment. So when James kind of came to you and said, Vanessa, like, you need to pump the brakes. You're playing the game too hard. And we saw that, like, that upset you, that he said, you know, you said to him, maybe you should leave the room. What do you mean I'm playing too hard? None of us are winners here. Was um was that strategy with you or did... No, or, he actually hurt my feelings. Like He literally hurt your of, feelings. No, in this, in all of that, like, I don't, again, know how to fake cry. I don't do any of that. Like, oh, I don't I mean about the crying. Person. I mean no, about, no, like, being I, mad he, at him. I cried. I don't know if, how much of it aired, but yeah. I, he, I, I cried, shocker. <laughs> and, uh, but he... He, he, I really respect James' opinion. James is someone who was playing the game very well in my mind and someone who his opinion mattered to me. And when he said that to me, I, it, it hurt my feelings because I don't think 
it was fair because I don't think he realized what it must be like to play the game being me. He was looking at it from his lens, but right. looking, so that's why in our conversation, once I kind of reframed it and was like, look, look at it through my lens. Mm-hmm. You, when you do, you might realize that I've had no choice, but to play this hard, especially after everything that went down with Becky, I was a target every week after that. And without any really close person to be my number two ally. You know, he's always had a few people to rely on and certainly Meg as a very tight ally. And beyond that, um, you know, never was put up as a back. It's a different feeling when you were replacement nominated as the target and you somehow survived and you know, everyone was talking about you and you were the, the, now you're like, kind of like the easy target every week to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's, it makes you, it forces you to bring your A game every week. Cause if you don't one little slip up, that gives them everything they need to put me up on the block and send me home. And so once I explained that to him, he actually like said, he saw where I was coming from. And I think that we did a really good job of coming at it from two really different angles and then ending up with common ground. Um, and, and I appreciate his opinion there. Just the way he did it, he was kind of like, I think pumped up cause he had just won that POV, the hide and seek one. And he was like excited cause he was safe. So he was feeling very free to speak his mind kind of thing. And it, right. it was just like a moment there. He, he was a little, he was harsh with me in that moment. Like I, I never went around trying to like, you know, tell people they're, how they're playing is right or wrong. I mean, I think that there are a wide array of correct optimal strategies. Right. And um, as a game theorist, I know that what's an optimal strategy for one individual is not necessarily optimal for another. And that's because optimal strategy is a, a function where a main variable in that function is that person's own image. And so right. if you're not me, you can't judge how I should play unless you're taking into account how I'm viewed in the house, which he wasn't in that moment. Right. So, I mean, then that's good. So we're going to say, basically, to sum that up, he really hurt your feelings. You were upset and you were you were upset that he hurt your feelings. I was just I was hurt. And I mean, I could have I don't know, like maybe probably spoken better in the moment, but he actually just really totally hurt my feelings. But afterwards, we hugged it out and it was a makeup. We were cool. Um, It was uh, it just in the moment I was like. I actually thought he was playing an amazing game. And when he said right. that, fine, I was like, wait a second, what? And it just hurt my feelings. That's it. Okay, good. Um, here is a question we're getting from a ton of people. BB Princess in the chat room. Um, Ash LLOC on Twitter. Everybody wants to know, Vanessa, do you know or had you had any time to think of what your uh, final, uh, to, what your question would have been to the final two if you could have asked it on so- the Here's the funny part. So, uh, I, I did think of when I, you know, I thought of one really quickly on the spot. Um, and it was something that Liz and I had been talking about the night before uh, about something we really, both of us kind of wanted to ask Steve. It was a, so I can't take full credit for it actually originally came from Liz, but I thought it was a great question. And, um, so I went with it in the moment. That was the one I told CBS I was going to ask. And then obviously they ran out of time, but the question was going to be something along the lines of, all right, Steve, obviously you've been a fan of big brother for a long time. And I know you've modeled at least parts of your gameplay after different people who have won over the years. What did you bring to the table that was unique about Steve's gameplay that where you can kind of put your stamp on, okay, this is how Steve played the game. And so, what did you do that was unique and original in terms of gameplay? And that was it. That was my question. And I'm sure I know there are answers to it. I was just 
curious to hear it. Right. Okay, there you go. Every I got I can't tell you I must have gotten that question like a hundred times to ask you on the last show. Um uh let's go with uh Zach T in the chat room. We'll make an easy one. Who played poker the best in the house? Uh I mean I know you really didn't play it kind of into the final three, but even who do you maybe think would play it best in the house? Okay, so so part A, who actually did? So yeah. we didn't really play real poker. All we played was Chinese poker, which is um, uh, it's more. It's hard to, to explain. It's not exactly poker, mm-hmm. but it's it, kind of poker. But in Chinese poker, uh, Steve and Steve and um, and Liz got yes. really good at it by the end. They were both uh, sort of even, um, and uh, they both got very very good by the end. Liz shocked me. She she liked it a little more than Steve, I think. So she and I would play a little more than Steve would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was telling her, and I was being serious. I think she actually would make a great poker player if she wanted to play poker. Um, in terms of who would be a, the best poker player now that I've seen their personalities, uh, thinking back over everyone. Let's see. Who do I envision? You know, Johnny Mac, I think, would be a great poker player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. Um, let's see. Who else would be a good poker player? Um, you know, a lot of them would be great poker players. After seeing just how much of a poker face a lot of them had over the course of the season, you know, that's a big part of it. And they're, they're, we had a very bright cast. And, and so poker's not exactly rocket science. I mean, it's sort of like the kind of thing where it's mostly about not just knowing what to do, but being able to emotionally execute it, not getting upset when people beat you in hands and gambling too much and not letting people read your emotions. There's that whole aspect is what makes it really hard. Right. And so, I mean, I I sort of think that almost everyone on our cast would be at least a decent poker player. I'm going to stick with Johnny Mack would probably be the best in my opinion. Okay, perfect, because then here's another uh, easy-ish question. Uh, it's from Trish E23, who wants to know, Vanessa, have you seen any of the YouTube videos of Johnny Mac playing the guitar? He seems to love music as much as you do. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Actually, I haven't had the time to go and look at that, but I... I mentioned many times to him over the course of the season that I meant to. I, I've, I have seen some of Jace's uh, music, um, which actually his song, the one about, uh, oh, um, Jackpot something. Or yes. About Jackpot. I actually really liked it. I thought it was very catchy. Um, so I, I think he's really talented, especially coming up with the verses and rapping it. Um, he's a talented kid all the way around. Um, I have not had a chance to go see Johnny Mac stuff. Um, I will, though. I'm definitely going to go check that out. Uh, actually, probably when we hang up. There you go. At Vanessa Russo, you guys can tweet her the link and make her life easy. (laughs) They'll tweet you the link right to it. Uh, New York Italian wants to know, Vanessa, uh, have you heard about you correctly predicting the James Meg Trojan horse plan? Have you heard that yet? Do you know what that is? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) So pretty much they were going to get Austin to um, vote. Oh, God. I think it was out Liz and then blame it on Steve. And they they were called. Coming. And you. It was true. It was true. And you blew it up. There was a whole. It was called the Trojan horse plan. Stop. Are you serious? Totally serious. You nailed it. Equals blown right now. Mind equal. I'm like, no, I did not know that was actually true. It was true. I didn't get there yet. But that's. Well, it's not on the show. They didn't show it on the show. It was on the feeds. But. 
Yay. You called it. You <laughs> predicted it. Totally. Well, I mean, I know I got paranoid about a lot over the course of the season, but that was one of the potential things, which I was like, nah, this is just too easy for him to do right now. Um, and so I had to work preemptive measures against it. And uh, right. oh my goodness, I can't believe it was. I bet Liz wasn't too happy about that. And Wait, let me clarify. Julia, not Liz. I'm- I right, can right, right. never, I well, can still, never I don't tell think Liz would have been too happy about that. Right. But, either way. Right, right, right. But yeah, and, right. I know it was to evict Julia when, when I got her to volunteer to be the pawn up against Meg. Right. Yeah. I totally remember. Oh my goodness. <gasps> you got it right. Well, I well, mean, that's what happens when you have all, like, that's why you were such an interesting player to watch, Vanessa. You like were always, what scenario is going to happen? What is most beneficial? I have to say, I didn't know incentivize. What did you Oh, the word incentivize. Oh, man. And it it is a word. I did not know it was a word. I was listening to a podcast and the guy said incentivize. I was like, oh, that was a word. I thought Vanessa made that up. (laughs) Which I get why you, I did say it kind of a lot. But it's, it really is the best word to explain the point that I was trying to make, which was in Big Brother, we all know we're trying to BS each other left and right. So, I struggle to really believe people on the face of what they're saying. I am most comfortable trusting them when what they're saying lines up with how they are incentivized to play. Right. And that was the point I kept making to people that was a really powerful guiding guidepost for me over the course of the game. I really didn't put too many eggs in the basket where what they're saying they're going to do. Like, for instance, right. Austin saying he would drop if in, in the first round of the HOH. If, if I took him and Liz to final three, Austin and Liz promised me they would drop and give me the first round of the HOH, letting me go right to the final round. That's what they said. Now, incentives tell me there's no way they're going to do that there. Why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Now, they were promising me and I wanted to believe them. But at the end of the day, I didn't put 100% faith in that because it just seems too good to be true. And in Big Brother, when it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And you were always right. You, I can't remember a lot of times when you were wrong. You always hit the nail on the head whenever you thought something was going to happen. It usually was in the works of happening or you shut it down. So congratulations on exposing Trojan horseplay <laughs> or not exposing, uh, not even knowing that you exposed and shut it down. <laughs> you know, can, can I ask you a question, actually? Yeah. So yeah. this brings up something that I am wondering if I was right about or not. Okay, so, go ahead. Um, right before we played the POV uh, with Steve, the one where he says he threw it, um, the one I won in Final Four. Okay, okay. Well, actually, hold on. Chat room. Everyone knows I have a hard memory. Chat room, I'm phoning a friend to you. So chat room's helping out with this one. Okay, go ahead, Vanessa. Okay. Go again. So so with the Final Four veto, I uh, the one with the words, the punching one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the days, the days game. So um, right before that, if you guys recall, I was in the comic room. I said to Steven, the purpose of me saying this was, I knew there was a chance he was considering throwing it because he had mentioned Derek did it last year. And I know Steve loved to oh. kind of model his game. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to push him in the direction of throwing this? I thought I could beat him, but it's, I know it's, it, there was going to be an element of luck there to be able to beat him. He's also a very strong player who studied his days very well. So I wanted to kind of throw a, something in there to push him in the direction of throwing it. So I said, Steve, you know, I'll let you pick who I'll take with me. If I win, I'm like, I I acted like I really didn't care. He's like, who are you going to take if you win? And I said, um, actually I was like either one, it's sort of like choice between two equal, equally, 
you know, equal options. I really could care less. I was like, to tell you the truth, you could probably pick. That's how much I don't care. Obviously that wasn't true, but the, I was saying that I knew I was going to take Liz, but I was saying that to kind of like make him feel like I was totally down with taking Johnny Mac. Did that influence him in deciding to eventually throw it? Cause it was like right before we played. And then he, did he, did anyone ever ask him? Oh, I don't know if anybody asked him that specifically. I thought you were going to ask, did he uh, say he threw it or did he throw it on purpose, which he did. And he told me right after it was over that he threw it. And then I then I thought it was because of what I had said, but I didn't know if it was it some some other reason. Why did he decide to throw? I mean, that was I was really glad he decided to throw it. But yeah, see, it's so divided. And I wish we're going to have we'll get Steve. Steve, tweet us uh, if you're watching. I would love to know exactly what he's saying about it now. Uh, Chat room is split on this. I remember this was a big debate when the feeds were going on. I because I feel like at the time Steve said he threw it. Uh, We saw him have kind of a breakdown overthrowing it but then we weren't sure when we watched it back a lot of people felt like but then he didn't throw it but he said he threw it in the dr so we're like we weren't really sure is the answer to if he threw it or not i'm gonna uh, tell you my instinct is he that he did i studied days a lot with steve over the course of this the season and as much as i would love to say i really won and he tried like i was shocked at how slow he was on some of them like it wasn't Steve. I, I would say my every instinct inside of me says that he threw it. Yeah, and I mean, and we did ask him about the meltdown and the crying. I thought he was playing uh, to America's player. I'm like, oh, was that real, Steve? Was that breakdown? Were you going for America? Yeah, I, he, had a he said it was real. Uh, well, you, you will on the episode when you get okay. there. But yeah, he, you know, it broke my heart. He was basically like, I'm sorry, mom. I lost it for us. I lost the money. I thought, like, he thought he lost the game in that moment he thought that was it for him and that, oh throwing the veto because then obviously he was going to final three with me and liz and which you were gonna both I take him out yeah, yeah, yeah. so um yeah oh but- i didn't even know that he that he that he regretted that decision like that i actually didn't know oh yeah he regretted it a lot he thought he thought that was it for his game which you know a lot of us didn't understand either at that moment that's why i kind of thought you have to be playing for america's favorite it's not over you still have part one and then the next part to play in so i didn't really understand but he really felt like in that moment uh he lost the game and lost the money right i understand and then threw it and whatever but But i I would love to hear whether or not he um me saying that right before the match is what caused him to decide to do it because that was an an example of similar to the trojan thing you mentioned or whatever that like where i was like thinking ahead i was like oh no like Whereas I was thinking Steve was going to throw it. Now I'm thinking maybe he's not going to throw it and I needed to push him in the direction of throwing it. And so I, I said that right before and I didn't know if it ever had any impact or not. But I'd right. love to know. Uh, all right. Well, there you go, Steve. Steve, tweet us and let us know. Uh, I also want to let you guys in the chat room know a lot of questions you guys are uh, asking. We've already answered. You can go watch them on the part one show. A lot of people are asking about Skittles, about the hanky oh. vote, about a lot of... To post, I'm going to... You okay? Because it was hard to explain the Skittles where I couldn't point to the chart at the same time. Right. I'm going to actually, I think, with Skittles, Do make it. a YouTube video and then tweet it, and then which I think will make it really clear. Because I know it's like it sounds. Yeah. Like, it was like I also was talking really fast, so I'm going to try to slow it down and uh, explain. Because I think it is interesting and it could show people just how much strategy there goes into the game, especially in the late stages. 
and uh, kind of give them a view into where my mind was at at that point in time. You need to do that. Uh, a ton of people want that and are asking for it. I, uh, yeah, you totally need to do that. Everybody loved your explanation. I, when that show was over, uh, I was like, so you know how I always say sometimes I wish I had a chart uh, when people explain things? Apparently the chart does not help. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, like, I can't follow what you said. But no, you have to. You have to do that. I'm telling you, Vanessa, fans, like, like, I don't know if you saw the feedback on that. Far and away, like, I got hundreds of comments on that easily. Just you explain. Okay, yeah. No, I will do a YouTube video on just the Skittles, like, breaking it down and uh, showing people. Um, the Skittles and and kind of like exactly what it means. Y yes, you de do it, do it, do it. I think people love it. Okay, um, BB Columnist says, going back a little bit, speaking um, of vote of Julia and voting her out, how did you react to hearing that Steve actually did uh, contemplate voting her out and taking you? Have Did you hear that, that he was struggling back and forth with who to bring to the end at all? Wait, 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 wait. You mean Liz? You I'm sorry, Liz, Liz. Okay, no, wait, sorry. They, actually, they said Julia. Wait, about Julia earlier on the block with Meg, or are we talking about Liz at the end? Yeah, that's a great question. Let's go with, because they're <laughs> saying Julia, so let's go with Julia early on. So speaking of voting out Julia, how did you react to hearing that Steve contemplated voting out Julia? Oh, I knew. On? Steve actually came to me. He came to me. Well, I went to him first. I went to him first, and he was like trying to pretend that he wasn't contemplating it. I didn't buy it. Mm -hmm. By the end of, by like the day before the vote, he finally admits it comes to me. We were sitting down in the HOH at the glass table, um, like by my HOH basket. Right. I don't know if people like want to watch that again or whatever, but so that's where we were. And I remember him telling me, oh, I want to vote out Julia. And I basically presented like a multiple part, like argument for why that was a bad idea and, um, and laid it all the way out. And I think, I think ended up really kind of like sealing the deal that he wasn't, he didn't think that that was the best strategically for him at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I actually knew that he considered it and it was, and that's fine for him to consider it. It's a good, I was glad that he just didn't. So, uh, Ziggy in the chat room wants you to know, since we're telling you things you might not know yet, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I'm sure this was so early on, you probably do know it. Uh, did you find out now that Devon did have the last laugh? Prize that she yes had. okay yes okay so here's the um you mean the um yeah the the phone booth the power. phone booth yeah last off that's what it was called okay right. so this one I can set to rest oh obviously you you the people on the feeds heard me I'm sure talking all the time about conspiracy theories for trying to solve the phone booth it's not that I really believed any of these theories all I needed was to concoct a viable one that would justify whatever it is that I needed to get done at that moment because whenever Remember, my main goal when I was HOH was to, um, I knew who my target was going to be. Now, I needed, and everyone gives me a lot of flack for this, a quote-unquote reason. And mm -hmm. it wasn't just because I was obsessed with needing a reason. I need, why do I keep doing that? Ah, um, It's because I needed a reason because a reason for me in game speak boiled down to a way to share the blood with everyone in the house right. rather than have it just be blood on my hands. And that ended up working for me when in week five, my reason um, shared the blood with, you know, Clay and Shelly, which mm -hmm. ended up 
allowing them to share the blame equally with me for ousting Jason. And since they were a bigger target and, and also a showman, they went up on the block first instead of me. Um, and so it, it served a purpose, which ended up becoming useful in the end. Now, in part of that, creating a reason and justification. Um, sometimes I had absolutely nothing. So I literally would reach into thin air. And the one thing I had to work with was because I knew that Davon was gone. And this, so we, we would never have the truth about the phone booth. I could come up with a convincing, compelling conspiracy theory about it to help push people in the direction of whatever it is I wanted them to do in that particular situation. So it's not that I really believed it. I was more using it as evidence for reasons that we should do something. Right. My my favorite one, Vanessa, I loved it. It was my favorite. I, we I joked about this so many times, was when you said, when you were convincing people that you were convinced that because, oh my goodness, oh, what was goodness. it? Austin's, you know, what it, you know what it is? Oh, no, I thought you were going to say Johnny Mac being a gay lover with Clay. Oh. Oh, no, that was it. it. No, this was one of your theories that you would come up with uh, from uh, Austin's HOH picture was him as a oh, gymnast. Okay, so these are, this is, that's the same thing as the phone booth thing. That's it's what not, I mean. It's not that I really believed that. No, or I know. I really believed that Shell had anything to do with Shelly. It was that these are things that you can do to get to essentially influence people to make the decisions that you want them to make. And I was grasping at straws sometimes. and I don't know whether any of it worked or not, but I mean, look, I was pouring my heart and soul into this game and I would always throw a thousand different arguments towards whatever it is that I wanted, whatever result I wanted. I would try the logical route, the emotional route, the right. crazy superstitious route, the family thing from home might mean that too route. And so like, I didn't actually think that any of it was real. It was more just, it was creative argumentation. No, 100%. It just the Austin one for me was my favorite one that you did about because it was, you said like, because it was upside down and he was sticking a move, but that his friends of the picture were gay. It meant stick with the gay in the house. Which I just thought it was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it was weird. It's super weird. Like, but it's so smart because I I got what you, exactly what you were doing, which is exactly what you just said. You have to use every single thing you can in the game to influence people how you need to influence them. Which I also want to say, um, going back to touch on, it's a really great point that I think Shelley brought up and what you just said. How you played this game doing that, trying to um, get through to people in whatever way you could, and you never were not playing this game. And I think- Sadly, which sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I know so many people had so much fun and like, I wish I could have relaxed for five seconds and done that a little more, uh, but I really was playing so hard all the time. I don't know how to turn it off. I, and that, that competitor in me doesn't know how to turn it off and I didn't. Right, and I just, I, I thought that was a good testament to the stress that you were under in the game that I think, uh, people don't understand what it's like to always be having to play every single angle and not having a break from those things. Yeah, it's 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 obviously like in poker, I'm used to like, I go do my, sometimes the days are long, like 16 hours, but you go home and go to sleep and then come back the next day. Like, it's not like the game is always on. And then even the longest tournament I think I've ever played is like seven, eight days, like not 100 days. And so I knew, know how to go into total game mode. I do that at the poker table, but I didn't 
know how to do that for a hundred days. And it was, it was extremely draining and tough, but it, but it was also the most fun that a game loving person like me could ever have. It was so much fun. All right, good. I'm glad we ended that sentence on fun because let's switch to hard. I know you said you're not afraid of the hard questions and honestly, you can uh, pass on this one if you feel like you're actually not allowed to talk about it. I'm going to leave it to your discretion if you are not. Uh, We always say, or I always say, the number one way you have to win Big Brother is you have to play the house, you have to play production, and you have to play America. A lot of people, I get a ton of questions. Uh, Lina Jip right now in the room is saying on the feeds, there was a few times that you said uh, you weren't telling everything to the DR uh, to protect your game. Do you feel like that's anything that you can speak on or no? I said, I actually don't even remember that. I said that I was Prote- protecting you know well, what I'm talking about? well i'm trying to word it in a way that's gonna also keep you safe uh basically they're saying you said you lied to the dr was your was the really yeah but look i'll say this i don't i actually don't you, remember saying it but okay. if i did okay so i don't want to misspeak so i'll tell you what i'm happy to answer um maybe someone could like afterwards um like flashback time like 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 send me a link to whatever it is the timestamp or right um, no, don't even like, just tell me the timestamp and then right. I'll go look at it and then I'll know what I'm talking about Perfect. and I'm happy to answer. I don't remember saying that. Um, I never lied to the DRs ever. Um, did I say everything that, w- I mean, I said a lot of things. I don't know what was aired. Um, and did I say everything? Uh, I never left anything out really. I actually have no idea. Maybe I okay. told someone that for a reason, but I, I don't know. And that's what I think. uh, I think that might be more uh, likely to it. And I think then uh, I think I think Jason and not specifically fueled that fire a little bit by saying, Vanessa, you didn't own your game. So I think people kind of took those two feelings and maybe are putting them together. But that was just a question we got so many times. And Personally, on my end, I kind of think you have to look at Derek. Derek couldn't go into the DR his whole season and be like, I don't want to work with Donnie. I don't like him (laughs) because then he would know uh, America wouldn't like to hear that. And that is something that he is, you know, said and talked about after I'm not like revealing any secret. So like, it's not surprising to me if people do that. And I wouldn't either. I think you mean you mean people are so maybe make sure I understand people don't say certain things in the DR with an attempt because they think America won't like it because they think that they're trying to get America's player. Sure. I'll say hands down. That's something I would never do. Here's why I didn't think I had a fool's shot to win America player, America's player. I'm not funny. Like I'm not that entertaining with the people, with the personalities in that house. I understand people and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even vote for me as I don't, I wasn't very like, James or Johnny Mac clearly are more entertaining and going to be funnier and more well-received. And I was never going for that. So, I mean, Steve talked about all the time on the feeds, how that was something that was a goal of his. And I always said, and was being genuine when I said it, that I wasn't shooting for that or looking for that. It wasn't, I was trying to win the game. That was it. And so the, um, that's something I wouldn't have said. Now, I don't know if there's another thing that people are talking about. But I'm going to let people send it to you. I wa- I say we leave it there. Okay. I say we don't talk about it too much. Because, again, I don't know what you could or what, you know, whatever. I don't know what we're allowed to talk about. So we're going to leave it there. Vanessa, will you guys 
send her what you're talking about. I'm going to say Yeah, I'll definitely answer. Okay. Um, Cat204 says, and I want to know this, you can answer. How many of your poker pl- uh, friends bet on you playing this game? You know what's funny? So some people did. I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't found out too much. I haven't actually spent too much time yet in a poker room or at all in a poker room, but I've hung out with some of my poker friends um, and some of them did have bets on me, which is funny. They told me, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised that knowing the, the, we could be bet on everything in the gambling world. Like if, if you guys watched me at all in the feeds, I was always like, let's bet. And uh, even if it was like, we would bet for who would do the dishes or whatever. And, um, but I, it's so prevalent that I would be shocked if people didn't bet for or against me uh, over the course of the season. It would, it would, I'm sure it happened. I know two people during the course of the season when I was tweeting, and I apologize if you're watching. I wish I could remember your name, but two people specifically told me that, and they could have been lying. It's Twitter, but that they were your friends from Vegas, and they were voting, uh, they were betting on you to win, and they were like, "Vanessa got I'm this. Sorry. We got." <laughs> so, oh, sweet, maybe that wasn't a good one. All right, Vanessa, what bet did you lose? To have to be the one to shave Johnny back. Oh, Johnny Max. That was that's really not a big deal to me. I look. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm laughing right now because I just shaved my dog. But the uh, actually just bathed him into that. But you know, I don't. I have guy friends. Like I'm always a one of the guys kind of girl. And my best friends over the years uh, who have been guys. Like I'll travel with them. And I don't know what it is about. I guess I'm. As far as friends go, I have a lot of hairy guys in my circle. And I don't know, I would always be just the one there that they were like, please, could you just get that one spot? And I would like, they're like going on a date. And so I would feel bad and do it. It doesn't gross me out. Like it's, eh. I mean, Johnny was a clean guy and he was like my friend. So it didn't bother me. No, I loved him from so the for front. For a lot of people, I think it's like really, it didn't bother me. Okay. Well, there you go. It didn't bother you. I love Johnny Mac from the front. Sometimes he would turn around and creep me out. I don't like no, it. it w- I would say that I was definitely shocked that for a blonde guy, he had such thick black hair on his back. but. But as far as like shaving it off, it was really nobody, just hair, like no big deal. Exactly. Uh, Vanessa, uh, Cam Off wants to know, uh, was there anything specifically that kept you from aligning with the goblins uh, early on? What made you decide to kind of team up with the Austwins early on versus them? Well, it's just... um length of time working together and the fact that the goblins were the other side of the house it was that line in the same was i didn't draw that line they did they they made that in initial insiders right which of which i was not a part of which austin and the twins were not a part of which um shelly and clay were not a part uh it was basically my side of the our side of the house um in sixth sense and freaks and geeks uh was by definition opposed to the goblins and the, whoever was left from the original eight and because they were working together from so far back, I would never, if I decided to work with them, right, I would never be able to be, I would be last person on the totem pole Mm -hmm. always. So that's not an appealing prospect for me. When there are people on my side of the house who I've been working with from way, way back, who I know that I'll always be higher up on the totem pole than I would be if I started working. It was nothing wrong with with any of them, the gremlins, goblins, or whatever you want to call them. They were great people. James, of all people, I always said and I meant that I wished we were on the same side from the beginning. It would have made it would have been a totally different game, and I would have been excited to see how that would have played out. I think James and I would have played very well together. I would have loved to work with him. He was on the other side, and it was nothing. I didn't have anything internally against it. It was just that it didn't make sense when I knew his primary loyalty would always be to Jason, Meg, 
um, you know, all of them, they, I, I was going to just be fourth, fifth, sixth on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't, wouldn't have been good strategy. That's all. I think, and I think, uh, I think what they were saying was in the beginning, was there anything before alliances were made, before lines were drawn in the sand? Was there anything that didn't, that could have made you say early on in the game, uh, I want to work with these people? Let's put it Actually, if they had approached me, I would have been open minded. I'm the kind of person who can, I'm almost open minded to almost working with anyone. And um, it wasn't, I wasn't too picky about who. It was just that once I had them, um, then, you know, you develop a working relationship together and you go from there. But if they had approached me, they didn't. And I don't blame them for not. I wasn't playing hard in the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the ways that I kept the target off my head. I had to fast forward. There wasn't a reason for me to play very hard. I used that time instead to cultivate and develop deep personal bonds with people, which allowed me to have like relationships with people on a one-on-one basis, which then was useful when I did create alliances once I became HOH in week three. Um, if they had come to me, I would have been open to it. But it just – it wasn't – they already, they did it so early on in the game. I wasn't playing very hard at that phase and wasn't in the right room at the right time or for whatever reason, wasn't a part of that. And it just kind of happened that way. It wasn't that they don't get along with me. I don't get along with them. It's just, that's the way it panned out. Okay. Um, Maybe they don't, I don't know. All right. Well, speaking of relationships with people, we saw in the end, um, Johnny Max question kind of is what threw you flipping skittle in the chat room wants to know how hard was it for you to really read johnny mac in in this game very difficult mm-hmm. uh he's he's just like there are people who i think that Right. How do you put this? Okay. In poker terms, mm-hmm. there are some people who like you have a great read on. There are some people you're looking okay. And then there's the occasional person who you play with who you just can't get a read on. Johnny Mac was that guy for me. He, I, he, I loved his sense of humor. I actually, I know Liz and the twins often said on the feeds, like, you know, they don't think he's funny. I actually did think he was funny. I didn't necessarily like tell them that in the moment because, you know, I didn't want to alienate them, but the, I actually did appreciate his sense of humor. I found him funny, but Again, like, and I say this, I'm not funny. Like, my brain obviously works differently than Johnny Max. And he's so, like, left, like, off the wall, like, um, out, like, not out there, but unique in his, he breaks the mold in a lot of ways. And that makes him predictable. One of the things I used to read people is patterns and stereotypes. And he doesn't really fit any of those. Mm -hmm. He is very, very one of a kind. And no, I didn't. You know, if we had our moment there where we finally started trusting each other after Disneyland and we worked together for quite a while, uh, a few weeks, almost a month. And, um, you know, that had to come to an end eventually because I knew he would always be closer to Steve than to me. But um, as far as being able to get a read on him, yeah, it was never awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think for us, too, I think for people watching it was also very hard to get a uh, a read on Steve. Okay, I want to let everyone know we're going to start wrapping up. I'd say we have about 10 minutes or so left. Nikki Cochran, you're totally winning. Uh, you're totally number one fan for Vanessa this show. Nikki Cochran, you're winning. But we still have like 10 minutes left. Just got to let everybody know last time they were very mad I did not give them enough warning. 
Um, here is a really good question from, uh, BB Hyde, or used to be Big Brother Upset. Uh, I, not Big Brother Upset. Okay, I forget. We're going to just go with BB Hyde. I'm just going to hate me. If Clay wasn't in the picture, would Shelly have been your number two? And she loved listening to you and Shelly strategize the game. Yes, I, I intended at that moment in the game to go in that direction. Yes. And, uh... It would have made perfect sense for sure. Things would have been very, that was the only chance I had in the game where I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually have a viable opportunity to have a loyal number. I trusted Shelly. She was very loyal and we, we had a great connection and I always knew she trusted, you know, not trusted. She was more loyal to Clay just because they had a showmance. And and I don't blame that. I'm not unreasonable. Like if Mel was there, I would have been more loyal to Mel. So I'm not going to blame her for that. But once Clay was gone, um, you know, as her closest friend in the house, uh, I know we would have worked together. And I think that she and I, uh, would have definitely strategized a lot together. I love the way she played the game. She certainly could win competitions and she also strategically, uh, was great. And she was, had a great social game as well. Yeah. It would have been great to play with her. I was really, I was, that was like the biggest upset from even almost as upsetting as being targeted was the fact that the person who had to go home, if I wasn't going to go home, was going to be Shelly. Well, obviously I don't want to go home. Having Shelly go to jury was terrible for my game at that point. I had to actually really reconceive of what my goal was once she left. Well, I'm going to, you viewers are going to have to go back and watch. Again, it'll be up later tonight. I got to edit the Shelly show and this Vanessa show. They'll be up later. But I will say it's uh, very interesting to hear what Shelly has to say about that. But I'll tell you the cliff notes are, Vanessa. She does not regret uh, what she did at all. I kind of said to her, why didn't you blow up Vanessa's game? Call a house meeting, expose her. And she's like, no, I was in it to win it with Vanessa. I wasn't going to do it with her. I wasn't going to yeah, go against were, her. And it's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it, it would have been, that would have been bad for either of us to do anything like that. I mean, we both, man, we had made so many moves together. We had so much dirt on the other one. It was like we were up to our eyeballs in, in blood together. Exactly. Ah. I mean, what you, she's going to call a meeting. She's going to blow up her own game too. That, and so right. it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a good strategy move. And on a personal level, I know she wouldn't have. And like, just like she knew I wouldn't have because she is my friend. Right. And we had a real connection from day one. I mean, she, like I, I, I chose a bed to sleep and it happened to be the same bed with her. So we had a lot of time like at night where we would talk and she's a really, really cool, like all the way around cool person has a huge heart. And that's something that means a lot to me when someone in the midst of the game still is a human being and the way she treated Audrey a lot of the time also really resonated with me. And, uh, she and I, uh, no, we're never going to do each other dirty in the game. Right. And I'm, I'm really glad it didn't go down like that. Thank goodness. And it didn't. No. Nope. Uh, what Aranda G wants to know, and a lot of people are saying this, Vanessa, what is uh, the future looking like for you? Are you going to focus more on music? Do you want to go on another uh, show? Maybe are you going to go back into poker? I know you talked about that a little bit before, but what is like all of it? No, I. Uh, OK, so uh, I. 
I like, I like to have a constant simulation mentally, um, in a lot of different areas for a long time. When I was playing poker, I was learning a hundred new things a day. And that was awesome. Over the course of the years, it you know, you're always learning, but really only maybe one or two new things a week now, as opposed to a hundred new things a day. And that's what led me to get into music. Cause now I could learn all these new things about music. And there was all these different areas, whether it was composition, production, DJing, it was so much, it kept me occupied for a long time. And then obviously now with big brother, um, you know, that's opened some doors in terms of like, do I want to do another reality show? I mean, look, if I had another offer to do a reality game format type thing, I would probably be like, sign me up right now. Um, and, but in terms of, I think poker will always be there at least, you know, as 20% of my time. And I am going to pursue though for the next year, hardcore music. I'm going to try to make a DJ duo. Uh, I'm going to launch a DJ duo with Mel and uh, hopefully we get it off the ground and it works and we can, you know, get it to pay the bills. If it doesn't work, that's okay too. And, you know, poker will always be there. Uh, but I definitely want to give it a shot while I'm still young enough to. Well, Vanessa, three points. I am my own production company. Number one, if you need help. <laughs> number two, I could really use an intro song that YouTube won't knock down for copyright. And oh, number three, help you with that. <laughs> and number three, everyone wants to know then. So you and Mel on Amazing Race, would you do it? would definitely do it. We, yeah, it would be, I, I mean, I think we would like, yeah, we'd be signed up yesterday if that offer came our way. And I can't remember what Mel said. I know we asked her this and I if think- If she could do brother? Uh, oh, she wouldn't. No, so. she would do Amazing Grace Amazing with Grace, you, yeah. but would never play Big Brother is kind of, I feel like That's what she it's said. Kind of thing, yeah. But Amazing Race is way more her type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she said that she would do it. Um, okay. Giselle wants to know if you were not on this season of Big Brother, if you were just a fan at home watching, who would you have been rooting for to win? Oh, goodness. Um, Hmm. Probably, I would say probably James. I would have probably been rooting for James. You would have been rooting for James, and I just because you thought he played a good game, or played a good game all the way around. He won a lot of comp. He won the competitions. He was involved in the strategy right from the beginning. Um, he had a great social game. He had a has a, a child at home and was playing for a good cause. Mm-hmm. You know, a good reason that's it's compelling. You want a guy like that to win. He was funny, likable. Never really got personal with people. Uh, and I, I think he did all the things right. And that's why he's America's favorite. Which makes sense. It does make sense. Okay, Vanessa, um, you have so many fans all over. Tell the fans where they can find you on social media. Let's start there. Where can they find you on social media? All right, uh, so my main go-to with social media is Twitter. Uh, so twitter.com slash Vanessa Russo. It's R-O-U-S-S-O. And then um, I actually... Uh, just brought my Instagram back to life this week. Um, I hadn't used it in over two years, but now I'm using it like almost every day. Um, and there's some cool video clips on there. I think people enjoy, uh, me trying to teach Maverick some tricks and, uh, me falling off a hammock, me, um, I don't know, doing a bunch of random things. So check out the Instagram, uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook fan page too. Yeah. You can follow me there. Um, let's see what else. SoundCloud, um, for music, soundcloud.com slash lady maverick. And if you want to hear some of my DJ mixes um, that have done well uh, over the last year, um, mixcloud.com slash Vanessa Russo. And that's it. And we will put the links Oh, and below. Periscope. Periscope, too. Thank you. Oh, I'm not even done yet. You forgot your YouTube where you're going to post the Skittles. Right. You got that. 
The links will be below on the edited version, everybody. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So you can just click to go to them. And did I forget if we asked you last time, did you get a P.O. box? No, so I tried this week, but it, they were closed when I went. So I have to go on Monday. I literally have to now, though. Like, I have, that's so, that's like the number one thing on the to-do list for Monday. So it's happening Monday. Okay, last question. Everybody wants to know this, too. We know you just gave a ton of them away, but uh, where do where do you buy your beanies for the people that want to get them? Oh, like, I mean, I think the one I'm wearing now, Mel got me at um, Forever 21, uh, but uh, I think it was like $5. So, yeah, they had like two for $11 or something, like a gray one and oh. a black one. Um, and then the, the green one, actually, I originally got it at Sports Chalet. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I, it took me a while to track it down online. I wanted to find, find it so that I could order another one, um, for some fans, um, who I was like, I was sad for that they didn't win the green beanie, but I was going to like send them one anyways. And like, with like an autograph. And so I was looking for it and, uh, I, I actually did find it. Um, I will, uh, I'll tweet that info out too, for people so that they can, they can find it. Well, speaking of winning, Vanessa, Wendy, I'm going to go with Wendy because it's one and a big D. One, two, three. Uh, she, is. she got fourth, right? No, she won. She's getting your cards. She's getting your signed deck of cards. She's your number one fan from this show. Oh, oh from this one. From oh, this okay. one. Okay. Oh, Wendy she, something won fourth on my Twitter contest, too. Well, so I know if you were talking about the same girl, but nope. okay. Wendy won them. She's your number one fan on this show, Vanessa. Sweet. Yay. Um, okay. So, Vanessa, thank you so very much for coming and talking fans. Everybody loves you. Are you doing a Periscope tonight? Would you know when your next uh, thing is? You know, I actually doing? think Mel and I were talking about it. We There's a good chance there could be a Periscope tonight. If not tonight, definitely tomorrow, but probably tonight. Uh, I think um, uh, I'm going out to dinner tomorrow night with an exciting person that I think people would enjoy a Periscope with. Um, I'll leave it as a surprise. So probably be like a surprise one tomorrow with this exciting other person uh and then um today mel and i were going to take the dogs for like a hike and probably do a periscope uh in a couple hours so the moral of the story everyone is you have to be following vanessa on twitter if you want to know when the periscopes are happening because it does go out on twitter right doesn't it go to periscope? yeah it goes out on twitter yep there you go everybody all right vanessa thank you so much for taking time thank to talk you so to everybody very much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here we hope that you'll come back again anytime anytime all right bye everybody bye chat room thanks you guys so much the archive version of this show will be up on realityrecaps.com uh, slash bb17 and come back tomorrow at ooh, 7 p.m. for America's favorite, James. See you guys all later. Bye, everybody. Bye.